thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm I'm Cindy O'Mara. Sorry. (laughs) That's too funny. Go, Kim. Oh, oh, we're not going to stop and redo it. No, of course not. No, let's keep going. We always do. I always make a mistake somewhere. (laughs) I'm Kim Morris. And I'm Cindy (laughs) (laughs) O'Meara. Welcome. Welcome to today's podcast, you couple of confused little kitties. (laughs) I thought you were actually going to say, I'm Kim Morris. Oh, no. I thought Cindy was going to say, I'm Kim Morris. Oh, that's hilarious. That was hilarious. I have not made that mistake, and we've done 90 mm. hours of, There's of podcasting. There's a first for everything. There is a first for everything. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kim. I, I rained on your parade. No, not at all. Because look, now it's all about me. <laughs> True that. There's always a, po- a positive. There's always an upside. So today on today's podcast, let's get into it. Let's talk about what we wanted to, what we wanted to bring up and, and bring some awareness to, and that is the whole question – well, actually, it's probably not a question out there, but it will be at the end of this podcast, of multi-level marketing. And in particular, we're going to – I think it would be cool to talk about multi-level marketing in the context of health because there are a lot of multi-level companies out there who are providing skincare, supplements, food, detox programs. Cleaning products. Cleaning products. Um and, and it's all, you know, around the whole health and wellness genre. Mm. In the context of it replaces what people can buy in stores or replacing meals and food. Um, and I think it's curious as to the success that these companies are experiencing, the kind of people who are signing up to become distributors, and then also the people who use these companies and advocate for their products as, you know, as um, purchases. So let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's talk about what these companies are about, the quality of the products that they're supplying, um, and whether it's something, you know, to look at, to research, to be a part of or not. Because I think that that's also the other side of the coin is, is this really as viable an option if we're just talking about health and wellness or is it more of an option that's just purely about making money? Um, because I think that, that that exists no matter what products we're talking about. There's a level of, um, I don't want to use the word corruption because it's not certainly what I'm, what I'm thinking. I just can't get the right word. But it's a, where, where we manipulate the truth in order to make money. And I think, you know, we can all see where that occurs in society. And is that occurring in the multi-level marketing, um, yeah. you know, genre? Is, it, is, that, is that there? Well, well, I think first up, multi-level marketing as a business model is actually very powerful. And I think it has its place because there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily want to start their own business, but this allows them to be part of a business model mm. that is like having their own business. Mm. And it allows them to feel safe that they are part of a team Mm. in an already established model, um, literature, back end, um, and support. And, and a lot of the multi-level marketing, I mean, I've been involved in four different multi-level marketing companies and I would say they're very positively Mm. based. They're very, 
um, high energy and they're good people usually that you get to meet and they're fun and it's all about connections and networking together and building one dream with a whole lot of you doing the work. And there's a company that I work for, that I speak for regularly, um, and they are not in the health and wellness genre, they're in lingerie. Mm. And, oh, my goodness, are they the most fabulous organisation to be a part of? I mean, when they call, I get excited because it's just, you know, exceptional and the, the philosophy and the culture of the place is just second to none. Mm. Are they multi-level or are they... They're direct um, selling. Direct selling. Direct selling. It's a but one level, isn't it, or no, two level? No, 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 it's multi-levels. Like yeah. there's, so, there's, so there's me and I'm a distributor and I've got an upline and then another upline oh. and another upline. Yeah, so there's uplines. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. That Kathy's part yeah, of it. Yeah, Kathy's part of it. And yeah, so she's a director and then underneath she's got team leaders and yeah. then there's consultants and then there's, yeah. Yeah, mm. and she does get a percentage, I believe, of sales. Oh, for sure, of yeah. each level. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really positive. And, and if you hear um, Robert Kiyosaki and even um, um, Virgin um, Richard Branson, whenever these guys talk about money and ventures and things like that, they do complement multi-level marketing structures and mm. companies as far as being your own manager and being able to devise your own team. So There's I, validity in the model. Yes. Yeah. I, no, I don't think it's the model that we're, we're questioning. We're it's questioning the product. Here. Yeah, but okay. I just wanted people to feel that if there are people involved in this, that we're not here to say that it's wrong. That oh, no, I think it's just a conversation yeah. as to... Yeah, no, good point, Kimmy. Yeah. Very good point. I, like, I, think, I think it's a conversation about why you're getting into it. And, and um, our very good friend Kathy um, has just gotten into a multi-level marketing um, skincare and um, nutrition. Oh. Yeah. She's just gotten into something. And, you know, you ask her why you went and she says, I'm there for the money. Yeah, right. That's why, and she's being honest about it. I'm there for the money. But she's, okay. And she, you know, I think she believes in the product as well, but she knows that it, she has grown the business so fast because she's one of those women that, oh, yeah. She has no fear and she just goes for it and she's amazing and, um, yeah, I, I, like I, I actually believe you have to know why you're going in into it. If you're going into it and you, you're going in to help people as far as their health goes, which I think a lot of people do, I think a lot of people go into these things for their health mm. uh, and they're introduced to it and it may help them for a short amount of time, um, but eventually it may not help them completely. And for some people it might be something that they can continue on and do over and over and over, um, and it will be good for them. But I think people go into it a little bit blindly. I don't think they're really looking at what is the skincare, what is the, the supplements. Um, they And doing their own research yeah. because they're not nutritional experts. They're just people who obviously have an interest in it or they see it as a money-making opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're... And, um, and they might see it as that they are helping people because initially when you start to give more vitamins and minerals to uh, a human being who has been eating breakfast cereals, modified milks, toast yep. that's made with 50 ingredients, margarine and Vegemite and cheese sandwiches and lean cuisine, yep. when you start to give them food that's got nutrition, they will initially start to get better. But it's not something that the body recognises uh, in the in the long run, as real food, and uh, people have convictions around these things and become quite passionate. For instance, I wrote something on my Facebook page quite a while ago about 
one of about two of these and just said, please be aware that they may be not be telling you the truth. The marketing and the advertising for this product might not be telling you the truth. When you really look at their ingredients and you, you look behind what they're saying, you, you have to consider that maybe it's just about marketing and advertising. Maybe it's just about selling your product and maybe it's not just not about, um, the health of, you know, the health and well-being of a human being. And it's interesting. Um, I gave this huge research report to some friends of mine and what well, my husband did because he was concerned about them because they were in one of these companies. And this report was huge. It was written by um, a lady who has a master's in nutrition and she went through every ingredient, figured out where it came from, if it was genetically modified, if it had nanotechnology, was it real, was it not real? She went through it like a fine-tooth comb, which takes days to do. Like I'll do one one product, not the, all of the products. I'll do like one product. And um, so we sent the information to them and they, they just said the bigger that these companies get, the more knockers there will be. So... Even in the face of evidence, they did not want to... They didn't want to do their own research on it? No, they didn't agree with what this nutritionist had written. And I wonder, I wonder to what extent, like if you're looking at that as an example, you know, if I got information like that, I would go and do my own research. I would go and check it out and I would make sure that I at least had my, my, my defence of what I was doing was informed. Mm. But unfortunately, I wonder if they if they were to do the research, they're only doing the research back with the company, yes. and of course the company is going to advocate for what their what their product is, and of course their company is going to have their own research that backs what they're doing. But I don't think that's the place to go. I don't think that's where you go looking. You go looking independently. Yeah, I think you need to go. Yes, go. You go looking independently, and most people who join these companies. Um, unless they do have a knowledge about food and ingredients, don't even know what they're really looking at when no. you read the ingredients. So, because no, it doesn't make sense. No, it, it, like you'll see one and you'll read all the ingredients that may have canola oil in it and you'll go, oh, well, this, this canola oil should be okay. And it may have soy lecithin and it may have a flavor in it and it may have this. And that the company's explained it all as, you know, this is a, a non-genetically modified canola oil, yet there's not a lot of non-genetically modified canola oil around or it might say you know this is soy lecithin but it's not saying non-gmo soy lecithin and mm. it could be gmo you know soy lecithin or it says no parabens but there's sodium benzoates in it which are a part of the paraben family so you're not led to believe the full story if you don't know and I, that's what happened for us we actually went to america when one of the companies we were involved in and one of the branches of the company was supplements one was technology and one was skincare. And we asked and met with some of the scientists behind the whole skincare side of it and asked them about the ingredients. And he defended it to the hilt with that whole story about, um, you know, you don't want to have germs or bacteria in the skincare. And, and the more we questioned him, the more he turned around to me and he goes, what, do you want to save the world or do you want to make some money? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's what one guy said to yeah. us. Um, and then oh, another one geez. was far more, um, far more appreciative of our questions, but also had their real beliefs as to why these ingredients were in there and that there was no harm. They were only small amounts. Um, 
And even when we asked about the accumulation effect, they didn't really seem to have anything around that. Mm. They didn't think there was too much around that at all to be worried about. So it was in that moment that I decided it, for us, we would stick to the technology part of the company and certainly not go into the supplementation or the skincare side. That was That's where we stood. In fact, they were horrified to discover that we'd given all our skincare the Salvation Army. You know, you buy your kit and you yeah. got all this stuff and I didn't use it. So... Um, but having said that, there's a lot of people in the company that are really good people. Oh, yeah. really I mean, good I think people. intentions are honourable. And making a lot of money, making a good living from it. And maybe, you know, there's, like Cindy always jokes and says, you know, don't tell everybody about the wheat problem because we haven't got enough wheat, I mean, enough ungenetically modified product to actually sustain seven billion people no no i always say don't don't let everybody know about grain because we can't all be hunter gatherers no that's the yeah, same, same we, can't, we, we lost we stopped being hunter gatherers um and became agriculturalists and because we became agriculturalists we increased our population so we cannot go back all of us can't go back to that because we can't feed the world as, as hunter gatherers we need grain to feed us well and the same thing not yeah. everybody's going to afford um, or wants to go down, we probably we would not be able to sustain the skincare industry with natural ingredients either. The amount that's consumed, there is no way the planet could sustain the plant production to create that. So maybe there's a place for all of this, but it's kind of hard when you stand in our place in that real belief of natural is better or work with what nature provides. And that's what all, for me, skincare started with anyway. I mean, they used to use ostrich bile and products from the animals that they would consume the meats from. They would use parts of the animal for skincare. Um, they would use many parts of the plants um, for all the therapeutic qualities in skincare. We couldn't sustain the amount we consume if it wasn't synthetically produced. So, I, I mean, I get it. I don't choose to use it. I think the part I struggle with is when people try and ram it at you or constantly are hassling you when you make it quite obvious you're not there. Um, and we, and I get that a lot, you know. There's always somebody that wants to sell me um, the next U Butte best product, you mm. know, and there's lots of them around. I would get one yeah. a week. Mm. Yeah, easily. I'm absolutely blown away by how many people say, would you like to, you know, do this, do that. I remember um, back in the 19, in 1980 I was living in America and I had this guy come up to me. I was in a maitre d' at a, a very exclusive restaurant, and I had this guy come up to me, and he says, you know, you've got a lot of talent. Uh, I think you'd do really good in my business. Um, would you, oh. you know, come and have a conversation with me? So I went and had lunch with him, and it was Amway. Ah. Oh. Yeah. You know, I, I had a doctor a ask me. I was working in a physio clinic and um, as a remedial therapist, and this doctor had come for a treatment, and Andy said... I'd really like to do some work with you. I was so flattered yes. that a GP wanted to work with me. And so I met with him, and within a minute, I said, is this Amway? Mm-hmm. And he went, and, and, oh, and um, we're in the car again. Um, he he wouldn't tell me. And that was the other thing that I used to find a bit oh, frustrating with Amway, that, that caginess. So I'd rather you were up front. This mm. is what it is. Here's the ingredients. Um, are you interested? And... And, and see where you go from mm. there. I remember, actually, even just like up to about a month and a half ago, I would get approached mm. to go on board and become a multi-level marketing distributor or consultant or whatever. I mean, now I look at that and I think, you know, 
they asked me to do that now, I think that's a little bit funny. But I, and I feel for them, you know, because I think, well, you're obviously just trying to build your own business and you think I'm going to leave my business to join yours. Well, that's, you know, I think that's a little bit funny. But I think that the, um, the thing that I found, or, or now that I'm a little bit more educated, I guess, about the products, the things that I found is that there's an unwillingness to see that um, the products in and of themselves are questionable. And if the person really wants to or people really want to make a difference like they say they do, I think that's the point that you made first up, Cindy, is be clear. You're either doing it to make money and then say that Mm. or you're doing it to make the world a better place, then say that. Mm. But if you're doing it to make the world a better place, then know what you're doing and know the quality of the product that you're providing and be prepared to stand behind it through education Mm. and research rather than because somebody else has told you this saved this person or that person you know, he was cured from bowel cancer or whatever. Because I think those are the stories that people get told as they come on board as distributors, which really draw you in, really, really draw you in because you think, wow, I mean, this must be a miracle. And, you know, truth be told, as as your research is now showing as well, it's not. I know. And I think, you know, what happens is that we got all up into the hype of it and, mm. you know, claims are made, you know, claims like um, this band of products um, is the best on the market and can be used in various combinations for detoxification, for supplementation, for nutritional cleansing, including supporting performance, weight loss, health, healthy ageing and much more. So you get all, you all get excited about it mm. and nobody seems to know how to look at the ingredients and nobody seems to question the ingredients. And if you do question the ingredients and you go to the company and you say to them, well, what about this canola oil and what about this soy lecithin? Then they come back with, let's just look at one company. I'm not going to name the company, but let's look at one company um, when the question was asked about lecithin. So the response to the soy lecithin is, lecithin is essential to every cell in the bodies of plants and animals. The highest source in our diets are egg yolks. Far from dangerous, lecithin is an important source of choline, which is good for the liver and brain. Our lecithin is highly purified to be free of any proteins or anything else. The purpose of lecithin is as an emulsifier to help keep fats and waters from separating in products such as such and such a bar or such and such a dark chocolate. Because of repeated confusion that the presence of soya as an ingredient suggests we use soya protein versus whey, we're also transitioned to use of lecithin from canola and sunflower in several of our products. So they already know there's a concern about the soya. Mm. So they are transitioning into canola, which is genetically modified, um, and sunflower. But let's just... Really look at what soy lecithin is. If I can, if, is that okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. go. Okay, so because that's in everything. It's mm. in everything. So whether it's soy lecithin, whether it is canola lecithin, or whether it is sunflower lecithin, it comes from a sludge that's left after the crude soy oil or canola oil or sunflower oil um, goes through a degumming process. So it's a waste product containing solvents and pesticides, and oh. has a consistency ranging from a gummy fluid to a plastic solid. Before being bleached to a more appealing light yellow, the colour of lecithin ranges from a dirty tan to a reddish brown. 
the hexane extraction process. So they're using hexane to extract it. And what's, Commonly, it, what's hexane? It, it's, it's like, um, no, it's a solvent. Uh, um, okay. Right is used in a soybean oil um, manufactured today yields less lecithin than the older ethanol benzol process. Oh, wow. But produces a more marketable lecithin with better colour, reduced odour and um, less bitter colour. Three components of soy protein have been identified in the soy lecithin, including a trypsin inhibitor, which is, stops digestion um, of protein, um, which has a track record of triggering severe allergic reactions, even in the most of minuscule qualities. The presence of lecithin in so many food and cosmetic products poses a special danger for people with soy allergies. So it's not only wow. used in the food industry and the supplement industry, it's used in the food industry. The cosmetic industry. Cosmetic. Oh, sorry, the cosmetic industry. So that's just looking at one minute product that's in it, but it is in everything. It's in chocolate. Yeah, well, it's in the chocolate. Yeah. Well, it's in most chocolates. Mm. And, and people will read it and they'll, you know, they may question it, but then when the response of the company is, you know, less than is essential for every cell in the body, then it starts to confuse the person that... Well, totally. Yeah, because mm. they're, they're not informed. They're just not informed. And there's, you know, all the, the hype about Argave um, or Agave syrup. You know, they're all, all talking about it. And um, Agave is high fructose corn syrup. Hey? Yeah, it's just a high fructose corn syrup. Is it? Isn't yeah, it from hey, a cactus produced, plant? Yeah, but it's produced the same as corn. Um, corn syrup, high, high fructose corn. It's it's fructose and there seems to be – so I'll, I'll read it to you. Um, so agave is heavily promoted as a local glycemic food enticing for diabetics. Highly effective agave product marketing campaigns have persuaded consumers the sweetener is a healthy alternative to sugar. As more and more people veer away from deadly artificial sweeteners and high fructose corn syrup, but not from their sugar addiction, unfortunately, they are on the hunt for safer and healthier alternatives, and agave has taken it up. It's a fully chemically processed sap from the agave plant um, and is known as a hydrolyzed high fructose inulin syrup. It needs to be hydrolyzed so that the complex fruit fructosans are broken down into fructose units or it won't be sweet. Agave is almost all fructose, highly processed sugar, and great marketing. Oh, wow. Bloody hell. And that's one of the products, you know, because they, they see it as a, a term that says agave. Everybody loves agave, you know. And, and so agave is in a lot of health products oh, now. yeah. And a lot of these um, multi-level marketing snack bars and chocolate bars and whatever they're giving – you know, and you read the, 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 the protein bars as well, you know, even the, or the protein powders. They're all, they're all filled with um, agave or they've got soy protein isolate or they've got whey protein isolate. And when you, you realize how they're produced, you, you know, and they're byproducts, by the way. Soy protein isolate is a byproduct of the oil industry and whey protein isolate is a byproduct of the cheese industry. Wow. And then there's that malitol. Malitol is, a, is just another sugar, but I'm just not sure how that's uh, okay. produced. But it's a man-made sugar, and I believe it's in the wheat-based sugars. Right. So glucose is a wheat-based sugar. Um, maltodextrin is a, a, a milk-based, a wheat-based sugar. Dextrose is a wheat-based sugar. So what they do is they get wheat and they turn it into a glucose by by doing a process. You have to do a process. Wheat's not sweet. 
And so then you've got to, you know, and you know how sweet glucose is and it and puts your um, blood glucose levels up and it has an index of 100, which means it is the, the thing that takes it to the highest amount. So do you think or do you believe that these, a lot of these multi-level marketing companies that are advocating health products, are they a step better than going to your supermarket? Do you think? No, if I think the same. They're the same. Yeah, I look at the, I look at them, and I, I, to me, they look the same. I, you know, I read the ingredients, and um, and I might, I might read an ingredient of a professional um, protein bar. You know, where only professionals are allowed to buy it, and then they sell it to their patients. Oh, yeah. So I've yeah, looked at yeah, those, yeah. and I've looked at the the protein bars that are available in your. Um, uh, in your shopping centres, you know, your what are they called? Those, their protein, big protein uh, places where you go in and it just smells of protein. Um, Max Nutrition, things like that. Those places you go in there, bodybuilding shops. Yeah, bodybuilding. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so you go in there and, and you have a look at that. And then everybody believes that um, that the vitamins and minerals are coming from food, but they're not. They're all synthetic. So how does the body recognize a synthetic vitamin and what does it do with it and how does it, how does it figure it out in the end? You know, like, like I said in the beginning, it may start to help, but eventually the body can't continue on that road of not real foods. And if you're having powders and potions and supplements, and I look at, like, I look at the supplements in some of them, like one of the ones that, um, you, you, we, ha- we aren't mentioning names because there's heaps of them out there. Um, but one of the, the ones, I look at their supplement range and you'd be rattling if you took every supplement. And many of the supplements are, are really very similar. Mm. And then it'll say it's for your adrenals or it's for your thyroid or it's for energy or it's for this or it's for that. But your body, you know, it just uses vitamins and minerals that is in food that's wrapped in macronutrients such as proteins, fats and carbohydrates. And it's able to use it. You don't need it in, them in big amounts. You need them in micro amounts. That's why they're called micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And macronutrients, fats, carbohydrates and proteins are macronutrients because we eat them in macro amounts. So a lot of the synthetic vitamins. So we know that vitamin A can come from acetone. Um, most vitamin A in food is beta carotene, and that's plant-based foods. It's in, is, is that a beta carotene? Beta carotene is, is made from the petrochemical industry. Vitamin A is from acetone. That's nail polish remover, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nail polish remover. remover. It, it can be made from um, other things as well. It can be made from calcium oxide, um, and uh, it can also be made from palm oil. Uh, so they combine fish and palm oil. Oh. Um, so and then they combine it with um, other chemicals, and a chemical engineer will be laughing at me, going, "Oh, well, that's just you know, that's just the way we do it." But when you look at it, like B one is from the petrochemical industry, um, and it you know it can be created as a bunch of chemical reactions or some fermentation processes. Uh, we can go through each one of the vitamins, and they, and they say natural B six, natural B five, natural B three. But it, it's not real. It's, it's How do they get away with saying natural when it's not? Well, because it's like natural flavoring versus artificial flavoring. They may start with the the food that's got it in there, but through all the chemical processes, it may not end up, right. you know, end up being the thing. It's like, um, Kim, what, what's a cosmetic that they call natural but is definitely not natural, you know, and they can get away with it. Oh, well, you can put the word perfume 
on a or fragrance and it could say naturally derived but it's actually got 400 chemicals that have been created from the naturally derived substance to call it a perfume or fragrance um i want to ask you if um if if you get into one of these companies obviously with a noble cause and a and a desire to do better for your family and it gives you opportunities of working from home and all of those wonderful attractive features that it has yeah. the one thing that i noticed was for pretty much all of the companies that i have seen up close and personal or even been involved in either as a customer or as a distributor um the science and the literature and the backing is phenomenal it's ve- you know they're very convincing and very very um well they have supportive well, of course, but, but remember, you can you can support anything in the literature because you know when when Steve and I are talking about something, he says, "Cindy, the fifty percent of the literature says this, and the other fifty says this." Yeah, which is the exact opposite. View, you can find research can, for anything. You find research for everything, and and that's why I have a philosophy so that I can't be swayed um, too easily by these marketing and advertising and research because as Steve says 90% of research cannot be you know replicated but it leads us to the 10% that we know works and is functioning and we can replicate and we understand it so you can go into the literature and it can be published literature and it won't be replicable you know you cannot replicate the the scientific experiment that they've done and if you can't replicate it then it's not valid but you but wouldn't know this if you weren't no, educated no. in this or if you weren't aware of this. You would go with blind faith yeah. and belief that these people had your back and it yeah. was the best thing out for you. So our purpose of today was really for those of you involved in a company to really look at if it's working for you and you love it, then great, keep it up and that's what you want. I think what's come out of today is that all of us have been asked to join many different companies lately. Many of us get asked about the questions, or sorry, get questioned about the ingredients in these products, and that's what brought up this conversation today. Is that we've actually all of us have experienced people telling us that we've got it wrong, that we don't understand the science behind it. And I think what you've just brought up, Cindy, is one of the greatest points. Work out what your philosophy is so that you're not persuaded by the hype or the marketing. And I think that's really powerful. Mm. If we can teach our children and our families what our philosophy and what we stand for, um, then you don't get swayed by no matter what anyone says and you accept that we're all different. Mm. You don't get into an argument. You don't defend yourself. You're just like, okay, cool, that's where you're at, but this is where I'm at. Um, What would you suggest then if someone's approached you, say, with a food, multi-level marketing, supplementation company, what would be the first thing you look at, you girls? What do you look at? Ingredients. I go straight to it. I, I, I don't, I, and I don't need to go any further if I see um, certain ingredients that um, I, I know are not uh, real, I know how they're manufactured, then I've had a 30-year study on it, so it's very easy for me you know, to say that. What about you, Karen? What are you Well, Karen? I was recently approached with um, some stuff, but, but the first thing that I did, <laughs> first thing I did, I did turn it over and I did have a look at all of the ingredients, then I called you. 
Because <laughs> I knew that there was a bunch of words and ingredients in there that I'd never seen before and that didn't make sense to me and that were incredibly long and convoluted. And I thought initially when I first see that, I always think, well, what are you trying to hide? What are you hiding in those really big, long words with the hypoxifieds and the hypoxyrides and <laughs> all of that? And the Ides and the Eights and all of that after our Ides and Eights podcast yes, on yes. supplements. Now, that's the first thing that I look at. But if I can't figure out what all of those words are, chances are I'll, if I've got my phone or my computer there, I'll Google it mm-hmm. um, to try to figure it all out. But if I can't, I'm just going to ring you because... For the most part, if somebody's trying to sell me something, then I know that there's money in it. Yeah. yeah. So if I know that there's money in it, then I know that there's a high likelihood we are in the car, people, that is an ambulance going by, so please forgive us. <laughs> the lady having a baby. Oh, she's having a baby. That's what I've decided. Every oh, time I beautiful. see an ambulance, someone's having a baby. What a wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> That's a good wonderful thought. Thought. It's yeah. It's beautiful. New life is being created yeah. in that moment. And they're just rushing to her because she's in pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Carry on. No, I think that's it. I think that's just when I know that there's money involved. If somebody's trying to sell me something and they follow me up and follow me up and follow me up and push and push and push and push, then I know that there's something in it for them. And I know that there's, I, I need to, that it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like a, not a warning, but it's kind of like an alert to me. I think what I found is people that get into this are usually very good sellers and they're very good at convincing, you know, and and one company recently I was approached with and this wasn't to do with food, it was to do with um, like a voucher system of some sort and their sell was that you're going to buy the products anyway so get rewarded for what you're buying and things oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, I got that. the same one. Okay. Yeah. So... And and I part and the and the and one of the ladies that was telling me about and I got told about from four three or four different people and I started thinking oh gosh these people are in it, it must be quite good then so yeah. I looked at it a bit more and then I decided that the excitement around everybody getting in at this so called ground floor opportunity yes. I finally did something that I was advised to do by my husband um, which was well why don't we say good on you come back to us in four months time and show us how much you've made and talk to us then yeah so you know some very respected people got in on this yeah and four months later the company did not exist oh oh Mm. so i was really intrigued i shouldn't say it doesn't exist i don't know that for sure but it's certainly the people that i knew that had gone into it oh they pulled out uh, well there was nothing in it for them and and i haven't heard anything more since but um well i think that that company is still going is it yeah um if it's the same one right um because i was offered to go to, to sign up to it yeah um and then to also put my products in it so that then I would provide vouchers uh, for my products. Um, but I did this, well, I didn't do something similar. I just thought, yeah, well, you know what? Because it's still grassroots is what they said. It's grassroots. Right. So I thought, well, let me let me see it in 12, year, in 12 months. And if everybody's raving about it, then I'll jump in. And they said, no, 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 because you won't be able to get in at that point. You can only right. get in now. Yeah. I said, oh, well, then I'm just going to miss out because it just does not sound, you know, just didn't sound convincing, purely because everybody was so excited about it. That was an alert for me to go, well, it's not an alert to say no. It's an alert 
for me to do my own research yes. rather than to trust what somebody else is saying. It's just an alert for me to say, okay, well, if this, this is all that in a bag of chips and it's so fantastic, then, yeah, I'm definitely going to want in, but I'm going to find out for myself rather than trusting what somebody else says I should. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting thing. What what is the the negative around multi level marketing then? What is, like when everyone like Amway when you say the word Amway and, and well, for those because they were so damn cagey. cagey. I think it was because they were so cagey. Like they wouldn't say I want to talk to you about joining Amway. All they would say is come let me talk to you about a business opportunity. And to get them to tell you that it was Amway was close to impossible. Something is screamed. Um, we can just smell burning rubber. Burning rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the ambulance. I'd say that's where the ambulance has gone, um, actually. Anyway, so so, do you both think multi-level marketing is good or bad oh, oh, from oh. a from a business point of view? Oh, I think it's, oh. it's it's got it's I think it's got merit, but mm. I think it's like any hierarchy, you know. Like um, Maya, let's look at Maya. Maya buys um, from let's say um, China. Um, who, no, let's say they buy from somebody who's bought from China. So Maya is third down. Then Maya sells to the rest of their Maya stores that then sells to the individual. So there's like, what, five chains down. Yeah. Everybody's going to make a piece of the money. And multi-level marketing is the same. You know, there's the, the person at the top and then there's the people underneath them and the people underneath them and everybody is making, making a piece of the pie. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I actually, but then you look at direct selling, and direct selling is the company, yeah, and the person selling, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Or a or going to a farmer's market where not everybody's got the pie there. It's the farmer and you. Mm. So to me, like multi-level marketing obviously has some great business ideas, but when it comes to your health. My belief is that um, you should be eating seasonally as much as possibly. The foods you can buy seasonally, not everything you can. You should be buying from your farmer's markets. You should be, like, or even producing yourself. And this is for food I'm talking about. You know, let... Yeah, because there's companies out there that also sell home cleaning products. Yes. Yeah. Um, and things like that. And my understanding is a number of those um, that I've been introduced to are probably made some of them maybe a little bit better than the supermarket yeah. brand and certainly cheaper so I can understand why there's an appeal as a customer to be supporting a friend or, you know to buy and help their company or their business sorry not their company their business part of that model is always you know you feel good you feel like you're supporting someone that you care about um, but again even with cleaning products some of them are marketed very well on one ingredient say a very natural ingredient then you turn it over and look at the ingredients and they're no different to a supermarket brand yeah. some of them so again from my perspective it would be check the ingredients um, and check the the level of science behind it sure but also appreciate like what Steve says there's always another 50% that say the complete opposite yeah I had one guy turn around to me when I was questioning him on this and his standard answer was this it was so funny put me off the company altogether <laughs> um oh they wouldn't put it in there if it wasn't good for you for god's sake and then when I kept pushing it he said well you're gonna die of something <laughs> oh, and wow. I just thought, you know, not the company I really want to work with. Um, but I still think there's good things around the direct selling multi-level marketing companies. So the point that you're making, Cindy, 
is there any company you've come across so far that is a really good one nutritionally supplement wise or anything or have you yet to find it I, I, I looked at a, a company, a supplement company once that had the principles of they would get the food, dehydrate it and put it into capsules. And I felt that of all the companies, you know, it was an actual food. But then I've heard things about them as well. You know, I've heard that they don't use um, organic foods like they said they do. You know, you hear these things. And I don't know if that's true or not, and I'm not going to say the name of the company because they could be very good, and that was the one company I actually felt really good about. But then I see them making gummy bears, and then I start to question them. As soon as I see an ingredient in there that could be genetically modified, is made from chemicals or made in a chemical laboratory, is, has got some adverse side effects for some people, I lose all faith in the company, yeah, yeah. complete faith in the company. I go, well, if you're going to put it in one of your products, then you actually don't have an ethics yeah. a- about about what you're doing. There's no philosophy. There's no philosophy. And I think there's a lot of small-time operators now. Um, and I, I believe Changing Habits is a very small-time operator that, you know, we can't – we don't do seasonal stuff. We do foods that you can't buy in your region that um, – have a high nutrition and can be used as a condiment in your daily diet. So you can't get salt unless you go to the ocean and dry it yourself. So you can't get the salt. So I provide salt. You can't get the the sugar, um, you know, the, the, the rapid sugar that I use or the green powders. or So these are the things that can't be found. And my whole thing is to get people from eating wheat bix and low-fat milk and Vegemite and margarine and bread to making their own bone broths, making foods from scratch, um, you know, growing a veggie garden, having herbs, going to their local farmer's market, doing everything that they need. And my food to me is to get them to that point. My education is to get them to that point. Once they've got the education, once they've got the know-how of how to do everything, they probably don't need some of my products. They'll need cacao, I must admit. My 100% cacao. They will need that. But there may be some things like the probiotics. If you're fermenting your foods and you're, you know, you're making your own sauerkrauts and you're making kimchis and kombuchas and things like that, then the need for probiotics is probably less. And the same with greens. If you're growing your own greens, then maybe the need for my greens is, becomes less, although spirulina and chlorella are things that you can't get um, out of your garden. You know, they're, they're out of the ocean or out of ponds or out of water, I should say. So, like, I, I look at it... Um, I look at it as this, if it's taking you from a junk food diet to, the, to an amazing diet where you're, you're doing everything right, then all the better. Yeah. That's great. I'm yeah. glad it's got you to it that. It acts as a catalyst. It acts as a catalyst. But if you think you can live on that for the rest of your life and that's going to be all you have to do and that's the, the, the thing that's going to get your cholesterol to a good point and your vitamin D up and, and everything going right, then you feel, you're delusional. And you often notice, I've noticed, especially when I was younger, not so much when I've been older, but there was a, one particular company that was prolific. Everybody had this particular company's name plastered on the back of their cars and, you know, it was everywhere. And especially in gyms and, and, yeah. and 
you know, fitness places. And when I was younger, I was actually, surprisingly, I was really fit. And I went on this program and it was shakes and, you know, nutritional supplements and bars and all that sort of stuff. And they actually said to me, you can live on this for the rest of your life. And I remember thinking, beauty, this is going to save me so much time having to make myself food. And it'll also keep my weight down, which is awesome. Do you know, I, I, I still remember it because I can feel the hunger. I can feel the hunger that I used to feel. After, I think I was on it for maybe three months or whatever, and I was starved. Yeah. Starved to within an inch of my life, and I couldn't stay on it. Because they were probably synthetic vitamins and minerals. Well, for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. and probably non-real food items. And your body can't, you can't do it. You just oh. can't do it. I still can remember it. Hey, I mean, I would have been about 23, and I can still feel that hunger. Like, that's a hunger like you're going to die hunger. Yeah. <laughs> And I kept thinking to myself, just push through it, push through it. And I spoke to the consultant and she said, push through it, push through it. And I remember it was probably about three months. I said, I can't push anymore. I've got nothing left. I'm going to die. I think the positives, as I said at the beginning with these companies, is very positive, really believing in yourself and really, um, and maybe they can also become a stepping stone for doing something yourself. For sure. Um, and I know that we went to... Um, Las Vegas for one of the conventions that we went to and there was 10,000 people in the room and some of these people were supposedly making a lot of money and it was so exciting and then the guest speaker was Bill Crosby and you just got to, it was really cool and the entertainment the, the vibe, everybody was happy and it just seemed to have a really attractive um, yeah. component to it so I think it, it's a match made in heaven if you can find the right product okay. and the right company because the model is pretty sensational if you don't want to be an entrepreneur and doing your own out on your out own, on your own. Yeah, and, and if you do want a home, you know, work from home um, type, you know, type of business as opposed to working outside the home. But I, I also think people have to realise that it's for every hundred people that join one of these I don't know what the percentage is but the percentage wouldn't be great for those that are making their their living and living off it would it that is very true yeah no that is very very true and it's and it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of willingness to um, do things that other people won't do yeah you know so and you've got to be a really you know gunshot salesperson I think the negative of it, though, and I think this is where I used to feel sorry for certain people that would come into any of those businesses, is that they were promised a lot, and you only had to do this much to get that much, And but the truth wasn't actually that, like what you're saying, and I think it can also be very discouraging for a lot of people, or feel like you're failing if you don't live up to the expectation or the time limits and things like that, um, and to be honest with you... We always made our money back and everything we went into, but I found, for me personally, it wasn't conducive often the philosophy, and it would take me sometimes being involved for a while to understand that the philosophy didn't match mine. I'm not saying it was bad; it just didn't match mine. Yeah. And um, and then there was you know one company that we we're involved in, which was all based around negative iron mats. So you put this on your bed, and I did all 
research I could on negative ion therapy and electromagnetic therapy and how it could do all these things, and I became one of their presenters to present the information. I really enjoyed it, and I really, we had a great team. What was so upsetting is that I then convinced a number of people to come across to Sydney for the training from New Zealand for it, and two weeks later it went under. And I was so distraught that I felt I'd, I'd encouraged these people to come on board into a company that I thought was, you know, the real deal. And and I think that put me off a little bit. And, and so, I, but I, you know what, I look at it now and I think, like any business, it's a risk. Like any investment, there's a risk associated to it. So I don't regret doing it, but I certainly, and I'd made my money back by then, but I just felt so bad about the people that had just invested. Um, and didn't so you get out of do it. have to invest, don't you? Yeah, and it's usually a fairly good amount that you invest to start with. Um, oh, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, any business, some of them are quite reasonable, but, you know, you, it's still an investment. And usually you get product for that, and, and sometimes it's your first kit to sell and things like that. But it's still an investment, which I believe is important. If you believe in it, you've got to back yourself. But I just, yeah, I think sometimes you've got to do your research and don't believe everything that's said. Um, you know, uh, some of the companies have been around for decades and they're doing very, very well. And if that works for you, then I think fantastic. But like you said, Cindy, I think if your philosophy is there, look at the ingredients, really check it and, um, and be vigilant in your belief. Yeah. I, I, I just have remembered something about, a. One of the multi-level marketing companies that, um, when my sister was really sick and she couldn't eat, um, we could get liquid into her pig feed, but she couldn't eat. And um, this, I can't remember who it was, but someone said to me, "Oh, you, you've got to do this juice." And it was like a noni juice or something. I don't know which one it was. So they bought me a bottle. It was ninety-eight dollars this noni juice. So they bought me a bottle, and I had a look at it. And I was reading it all, and it all looked really good. And then I got to the bottom, and it said preservative sodium benzoate. And I'm thinking, oh. it's one, you know, it's it's a preservative that I would never put in anything. Why are they putting sodium benzoate in, you know, in this whole thing? And then I started to really read the ingredients and started to realize that there were some dubious ingredients in there. And I, like, this is what's so hard because if if it wasn't me. Yeah, if it was someone If it was somebody, somebody else. else and they trusted this person and you give this drink to this to a person who's got an eight centimeter tumor sitting in, in her gullet. And we were trying to save her at that point. And and I look back now and I go, well it probably would have been okay. Um you know, like here I am. I'm I'm now going would it have been better than the pig feeds that are out there? Yes, it would have been, but it's still got that bloody sodium benzoate in it. And, and then I, I then I question the ethics of the company. Why are you putting that in there? Yeah, so can you actually preserve a juice without? No, you have to no because real juice is. But is, what about vacuum sealing or? Heat? They used to they do this thing called ultra um, pasteurization. They boil it within an inch of its life so and that you know that's um, that's the UHT like um, in those yeah, yeah yeah so and are you pasteurized and now they're starting to do this new type of pasteurization which is like a vacuum pasteurization I'm sorry I'm not very knowledgeable on it but I have heard about it and and apparently it 
it, it blows up the cells um, in the uh, of the the juice. So you know, all juice is made up of cells, and 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 those cells walls are broken. Is that good? Is that bad? I, I spoke to a chemical engineer who said, you know, we like to explode the cells walls so that more nutrition can get into the body, but. But we're playing with nature. Nature doesn't do it like that. Yeah, yeah. What if the body doesn't like that? What if after 20 years of us doing this, we've made a mistake? We're all part of some giant experiment yeah. and nobody's taking note of it. We just go on with the flow and we just eat what we think, you know, we're told is good and by marketing and advertising. And not only are these multinational marketing um, companies at fault, so are our Nestle's and our Kellogg's and you know, those types of people are, are doing exactly the same thing. Marketing and advertising a food that is inadequate to the human body. Do you think, though, for the person who may not be as aware around natural whole foods and things like that, who has been a white bread, pasta, um, cereal person, that that noni juice with a little bit of sodium benzoate is going to serve them better than, say, a bowl of cornflakes. It's and the bridge. Okay. As I talked about before, it's the bridge. So there is a place for it. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, like I remember um, speaking for this wonderful company, although I didn't agree with a lot of their products, I loved their philosophy. And their philosophy was very much on the same as changing habits. It was about getting cleaner um, products out to the market, getting... You know, their whole thing was about getting rid of all the chemicals out of your house and using their products um, that were meant to be a better alternative. Were they or weren't they? I don't know. But I remember seeing people make major shifts. And one of those people has her own company today. And she was with this company for a long time. And then she created my my Essence Spaces. Yeah. So she was with that company and she saw the flaws in it and she said, I can do it better and I'm going to do it better. I'm not going to put up with them using this and them using that. She loved their philosophy too, but she's decided to create her own skincare product. Yeah, see, that's a great multi-level yeah. marketing yeah. company. Yeah. yeah. Is my essence multi-level? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, and she's a, a local, a local Sunshine Coast who moved to the Queen. Oh, she moved to the Gold Coast or was she West Coast? Gold Coast. I'm not sure. But she, um, you know, she um, was with this company and she saw the flaws in it and she decided to do it better. Wow. And I think she did. Yeah, she did a great job. And you job. will find there are more and more companies that are doing it better yeah. because these companies are being seen as frauds. Even though they have the philosophy, the marketing, the hype, the everything, they're actually being seen as, flaw, uh, as frauds. But the model works well, and people are looking for more ethical models. For sure. And the person who brings out the most ethical model of all will win. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the key to it, too, is I, I just love what you just said then. I forgot about Narelle. Yeah. She, um, yeah, if it's not going well, Get off your butt and do something better. Yeah. Let's let's do that. There'll be some people listening to this that could do it better than some companies out there. Yeah. And I, like I said and at the beginning, I think the model is fantastic. Yeah. And there are people out there doing it better. Like I've been to the natural food, uh, the natural product fair, and while eighty percent of the products I wouldn't touch, there were twenty percent out there that were doing a great job. And it was so good to see that it is happening. So when you are looking for a multi-level marketing. Really research it. There will be another one out there that is probably better. 
that has more ethics than what is in mainstream at the moment. It's just a matter of, of looking for them. And, and maybe you'll bring it out from America to Australia or it might be in Australia and you'll take it to America or to England or Europe. And, you know, if you do your research, I know they're, they're out there and I know you can find them. It's just a matter of doing that. So I think that's the real main thing is, like, don't don't trust what anybody else is saying because there's, there's ulterior motives behind it sometimes. Make sure that you do your own research, do your own investigation, and then make an informed decision. Yeah. Because, it, it, you know, as you said, Kim, the, the model is awesome. Um, but just be aware that sometimes there are ulterior motives yes. behind it. And let's not all find ourselves at the mercy of somebody else's ulterior motive. Yeah. And I, and I think just... Um, going on from that, it's businessmen, not nutritionists, and passionate advocates for yeah. real health yeah. that are behind it often. Yeah. Um, they just then get the scientists who might be a food chemist to back up what they want to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys, and we'd love to hear if you've been exposed to any multi-level marketing around health and nutrition, and we really want to hear what your thoughts are and your views. Um, you know, what research you've personally done and, you know, that you've done independently of other people's hearsay. What are, you, what are your thoughts on it? Make sure that you go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Or you can also post at allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And while you're on iTunes, make sure that you give us a five-star rating. Now, also, too, if you guys want to find out more or you want to, in, uh, you know, come down the rabbit hole with us more on nutrition and skincare and mindset, there's only one place to go, and that's awakenthechangewithin.com, where we have a live three-day event running where you're going to get lots of time with Kim, Cindy, and myself exploring more on how nutrition makes a massive difference in the lives of yourselves and your family. Um, as well as health and movement and mindset. So check it out, all the W's dot awakenthechangewithin.com. And join us here next week on Up For A Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.